What's up, Kingdom Builder? James Zhang here. On this first episode, I'm going to be talking about exactly what Kingdom Builders is, how you can benefit, and how you can collaborate with this mission. And I'm labeling this first episode Christian Entrepreneur. It is time that you come out of the closet. So I'd love for you to do is if you're not subscribed already, subscribe on all channels, podcasts, YouTube, wherever that it is. Like this, share this also if you're on podcast, rate and review. But I want to share with you a story of where this came out and why it's important. But I've been an entrepreneur, if you don't know my story, for the past 14 years, primarily in the network marketing business. You're absolutely welcome, Luz. And uh, thank you for grabbing that. And um, just a quick story. I did not grow up a person of faith. In fact, I got introduced to faith because my mentors in my network marketing business were Christian. Um, and I, but I love personal growth. I was one of those types of people that was, um, I, you know, I, I, I respect all religions. Um, I, I thought they were all pretty much saying the same thing. And, um, you know, love people, do things well. And I'm like, that's good for them. Right. It was never something that was good for me or needed for me as well, too. But um, the seeds were planted from the Jim Rohns, the John Maxwell's, the Les Browns, my mentors. And I realized one thing is they were all Christian. I'm like, that's kind of cool. I knew the Bible had a lot of cool teachings to it. So I looked at it, a book of principles and I'm like, fantastic. And what ended up happening was um, I hit my goal of my business. And my goal was to make enough part time where I could quit my full time job. And guess what? When I thought that I'd be extremely joyous, I ended up being absolutely depressed. It felt like I had been heartbroken. I was literally in my room eating a tub of ice cream. Have you ever been there before? When you hit a goal, you thought you'd be happy. You got the thing, you bought the thing, you achieved the accolade, and then it's still empty. And I felt absolutely empty. And I was asking myself this question. I said, if this isn't bringing me joy, if this isn't bringing me fulfillment, the thing that I so desired to achieve, then what was the purpose of life? And maybe you've had that place in your life as well too. And my question that I had, and I'm a very analytical type of person, is, is there such thing as truth with a capital T? Or is it that you can just make your own truth prior to getting into faith? I thought you can make your own truth, right? Be a good person, you know, set your own goals and do all that. But I was so depressed that it got me down this line to really search for those answers. And the saying is, if you search, you will find. So I started searching and I thought all religions were the same. And so I started digging into them and I realized that the Christian faith was the only one that was different because, and no offense to any other belief system, but whether it's Buddhist or Islam or Scientology or whatever that it is, every other spiritual belief, every other faith system at the pinnacle of that system was either an enlightened person, a prophet, a messenger. But the Christian faith was the only one where it was not just a messenger. It was not just a person. The main person in that faith was a person named Jesus 
who is bold enough to say, I am God himself. And if you know scripture, there's one verse that says that I am the truth. I am the way I am the life. Anyone that comes through me will find eternal life. I was searching for the question of, is there truth with a capital T? And I said, hmm, this is the only one where he says that he is truth himself. Muhammad didn't say that. Buddha didn't say that. You know, any of these other people didn't say that. Hubbard didn't say that. Jesus did. And in the words of Frank Turek, I didn't have enough faith to be an atheist. And I said, you know, I'm just going to take Jesus at his word for it. Either he was the biggest con artist in the world and he was a real person, right? I looked at the, the history of things. Either he was the biggest con artist in the world or he is who he said that he was. And I chose to believe. So that's what brought me into my own personal faith. Now, all, each of us have a different faith story. I'd love to hear what your story is, well, too, if you are a person of faith. And if you're not a person of faith, then I totally respect you as well, too. Everyone's on their own journey. But that began my journey of recreating and understanding who I was now. Because my entire life up until that point was James A. Now, I'm like, I guess I'm a new creation. What does that all mean? So I started to try to bridge the gap between faith and business. I found faith through business. So what ended up happening was in 2015, as I was serving in church and I was, I was starting to, to think, all right, how do, I, how do I use my gifts and talents to, to be able to expand the mission? And we started being in network marketing. One skill set that I do have is gathering people getting meetings together, gathering people. And uh, we started to be involved in a church plant of Saddleback Church. Shout out to Saddleback Church. And um, at the time, the senior pastor was Pastor Rick Warren of Purpose Driven Life. Maybe you've heard of that book. It's the best-selling book, a nonfiction book of all time, other than the Bible itself. Uh, I was in the Bay Area at the time, Northern California. Their church was in Orange County. So I'm like, hey, um, that's the church I got brought to faith into. Maybe we can establish a campus. So we started doing these monthly meetings. We started gathering people. We were watching virtual watch parties before it was a thing. After three months of this, and we gathered over 100 people each time, I get a personal email from Pastor Rick Warren himself. Now, um, I was starstruck, right? I haven't met many celebrities. I mean, Pastor Rick is basically a celebrity. Um, and I'm like, is this really him? And he heard about what was going on. He invited me and my wife, Becky, to a personal lunch at his office. So here we are. We go down to his office and we get to see everything that's going on. And his whole, it, it was awesome. But the biggest thing that we got from that office opportunity was one line. And if you're a Christian entrepreneur, this line is going to be super important for you. And Pastor Rick said this, both him and his mentor, Billy Graham, said that the greatest ministry in today's world would not happen within the formal church. It would not happen within the pews. The greatest ministry in the world today will happen through the marketplace. And I'm like, that's interesting. And why? Because the marketplace has influence, right? The world speaks with power and prestige and recognition and money and wealth and fame and all those things are not bad in itself, but it's the 
it's the idolization of that over God. That's when it's bad, right? But that's how the world speaks. That's what has influence. And because of today, it takes the Christian entrepreneur. It takes the kingdom builder to be able to step into the marketplace, cut from a different cloth to do things in a different way that will infiltrate and influence the world. So that left something in the back of my mind. And have you ever had one of those lines or dreams or something that, that kind of just was lodged back there and you don't really take much action on it, right? So it was there for many, many years and it resurfaced years later down the line. Fast forward, um, our first business plummeted, things happened. And um, just know that Jesus said that in this world, you will have tribulation, you will have trials. Just because you're a person of faith does not exempt you from trials and challenges. And we had our trials and challenging period. And um, we were rebuilding ourselves. And through that, I realized I'm like, I have to, I have to really go back to God. And, you know, they say that you don't really change when you see the light. You change when you feel the heat. We were definitely feeling the heat. And as God was so gracious to help us to rebuild ourselves personally, I had to detach myself from accolades and achievements and reattach my identity with God. And maybe you've dealt with that, especially in the entrepreneurial space. Aren't we the Aren't we people that are so achievement driven and accolade driven and all that, which are good. But first priority is our identity is not in what we do. It's not in what we make. It's not in our bank account. Our identity is rooted in Christ himself, isn't it? If that makes sense, let me know. Amen. Whether verbally or you're commenting. But I had to realize that. And through that, we were able to rebuild our business and, um, and I started to ask myself this question. I'm like, so God, what do you want me to do with this? And kingdom builders, as you're, as you're listening to this, I hope you're asking that to yourself too. God, what do you want me to learn from this? God, what do you want me to do? Right? Obedience first. We got to a place in our life where things were good, but they weren't great. Things were progressing, but they weren't amazing. We had some big goals and some big deadlines in our business. We were closing in on a house. We had financial goals. We had some struggles come up, losses in the stock market, crypto, a lot of things like a lot. Have you ever had one of those times where just it was like that straw that broke the camel's back? It was like there was just a little bit too much stress in your life. And it was a time when, and especially being an entrepreneur, we're taught that if it were to be, it's up to me. As an entrepreneur, we're taught, go to the coaches, the mentors, the masterminds. As an entrepreneur, we're taught to hustle hard and to 10x everything. As an entrepreneur, we're taught to just handle it. But what do you do when self-help runs out? What do you do when you can't handle it anymore? What do you do when it's just a little bit too much all at once? And I started to break down. And I was thinking to myself, God, I'm, I'm a good Christian. God, I'm faithful. I'm not idolizing things. I'm doing good. And maybe that's how you feel. But the self-help was not helping anymore. And as I was looking through scripture, and that's what I recommend, right? I, I, I was starting to read through this and I'm like, God, what do you want to say to me? And let me read this passage from you because Christian entrepreneur, this is for you. I was reading through the book of Haggai. 
You're like, Hag, what? Haggai. Haggai is one of the, the minor prophets. Minor just meaning that there's only a couple of chapters there. It's in the Old Testament, somewhere near the, somewhere near the middle. Okay? And what happens is this Haggai is a prophet that is speaking to the Israelites. If you know the story, they were, um, they were exiled into Babylon. They come back and they're supposed to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. But things got in the way. The good got in the way of the God. Okay? So I'm going to read through this. Haggai chapter 1 verse 2. Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says, The time has not come, the time that the Lord's house shall be built. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple the line ruins? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Get this. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider ways. Go to the mountains, bring wood and build a temple that I may take pleasure in it, be glorified. You looked for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is in ruins, while every one of you runs to his own house. Therefore, this is huge, therefore the heavens above you withhold the dew, and the earth withholds its fruits. For I called, God called, I called for a drought on the land, and the mountains, on the grain, and on the new wine, and the oil, on whatever the ground brings forth, on men and livestock, and on all the labor in your hands. I'm like, oh, <laughs> have you ever felt like you were doing your best, and yet breakthroughs weren't coming? Have you ever felt like you deserve to be blessed? You were working hard, you were studious in your business, and yet something was not clicking? When I read this, I, I read it as if God was speaking directly to me, and this is what I felt personally in my spirit. I felt God was saying, James, the reason why your business is not being blessed is because you sacrificed the God things, my things, my mission. And you substituted for just the good thing. You've been placing the good things of personal growth and business and all that. Just a little bit above the God thing. That you've been almost faking it. That you're a person of faith. That you're looking to faith just for the blessing. But you want to. You got the order out of it. You want to look for the blesser primarily. And if you put forth his kingdom and his righteousness and all those other things will be added to you. But where's the heart? Are you truly sold out for me and to me? Or would you be willing to give it up? And kingdom builder, that so convicted me. And I said, you're right. Are you trying to get my attention? And maybe that's where you're at right now. Maybe God's trying to get your attention. Maybe the good things aren't fulfilling enough. Maybe the business is being blocked. Maybe the blessing is being stopped so God can speak to you and get your attention again. And this is what I asked. I said, God, what do you want me to do? 
kingdom builder, if you want your life to change, if you want God to work with you, are you willing to take up your cross and do what he says? And God started to work within me on certain things. He said, obey, give me back everything. So what did that look like for me? One thing I was addicted to was workaholism, right? Especially being an entrepreneur, put a tube below. If you've ever worked way too much, like it's just like there's never enough. Entrepreneurs, we're the weird ones that fire ourselves from a nine to five to hire ourselves to a nine to nine. You know, like for me, it was already challenging enough to try to try to have a Sabbath day. Like that was hard. And God said, do you trust me? I'm like, I guess I have this idea to do what's called a, a sabbatical. So one day I go up to my wife and um, Becky, thank God for my amazing wife. And I, I told her a crazy thing. Hey, babe, I know we need to make money. We have a house that we're being closed, that, that we're closing on. And, uh, you know, I, I think I'm supposed to take a month off work. What do you think? That didn't really carry a crosswell at first, but thank God for an amazing wife. And we decided at first, we said, all right, God, I'm going to give you my time. Kingdom builder. What are you willing to give to the Lord? Do we trust that he is who he is? So I gave him my time a month off. Ironically, but not ironically, we made the most money during that month when we took a month off in our entire life. I was like, wow, that's interesting. God, I hear you right there. What God wants principle here, he wants obedience. He's searching to and fro the entire world for people whose hearts are committed to him, as it says in his word. So I'm like, all right, all right, I got, I got time. And then I'm like, all right, God, well, what else do you want? He said, God, I want you to really get to know me. I'm like, how do I get to know you? Well, you get to know God when you know his word, when you hear his, when you read his word. God's will is found in his word. So I started reading through this thing and, and not just reading, but studying through this. And one day I hear about this idea actually from our company CEO. And he said, we were in Tahiti and he said this thing about a fast. I'm like, a fast? What's a fast? Like a water only fast. I'm like, dang, I'm a big foodie. I love food. I'm like, oh, Lord, is that what you want me to commit to you next? Are you trying to stir and change my appetites? So I decide to obey and I looked all through the Bible. If you notice that great men and women of faith, a lot of their spiritual habits, they fasted, they prayed, they studied the Bible. So I said, I'm going to try this fast thing. Now, I'm the type of person that uh, if I skip breakfast, I'm already hangry. So to think skipping food for extended duration of time, I felt called to do a seven day water only fast. I'm like, that sounds crazy. But guess what made that happen? And that transformed my life. Seven days water only, no coffee, literally just water, reading through his word, praying, meditating, just seeking the Lord saying, God, what do you want to speak to me right now? Kingdom builder, what is it that God's speaking to you? And during that changed my life, changed my life, had absolute clarity. I had a moment which I would describe as um, Neo from the Matrix when he took the red pill. And it was just like things were just made aware to me. And part of that was I actually ended up not intending to, but ended up putting it together in a book, which now is out. That's a miracle story in itself. I'll save that story for another time called The Miraculous Breakthrough Formula. Uh, three things that are in here that in seven days, that if you're looking to get unstuck in your business in your life and achieve the impossible, this will show you how to do it. Basically, it's a combination of prayer, fasting, and Bible study. 
So that became something. That was not an idea. Seven days in, I'm like, well, I got to do it. Ten days later, wrote the book, and boom, we launched it. First time ever being an author. First time just writing something about uh, that's God-related, that's Christian-related. Totally got inspired. But another thing that came through that, and this is where Kingdom Builders comes in, is I recalled that years before, I penned down a mission statement called Kingdom Builders. Because this is what I realized. As an entrepreneur, we're always looking for help, aren't we? We're always looking for personal growth. We're always looking for success tips and hacks and growth strategies. And I remember I was looking on YouTube and Google, and I'm like, Christian success, biblical success, Christian wealth, Christian business. And I don't know if you've found this to be the case, but I found that there was very little amounts of literature and information and resources with that topic in particular. There's a lot of business advice on YouTube. There's a lot of success advice. There's a lot of wealth strategy, but there isn't much, and there's a lot of Christian advice, but there isn't much Christian business advice, is there? Christian success. I was hungry for what God had to say about these things. And I started getting kind of annoyed by it. I'm like, God, why don't you, why is it not out there? Like, this is atrocious. Because the best business book in the world is not Think and Grow Rich while they're good. The best personal development is not in Tony Robbins while he's good. The best business advice, wealth strategy, personal growth strategy in the world is in the Bible itself, the original book itself from God himself. He's a source of all wisdom. So I started getting this stirring in my heart and I'm like, this is horrible. Something's got to be done about this. And you know, isn't it interesting? Here's a principle for y'all. Typically, the way that God can work is perhaps that passion, that problem that you see so glaring in the world it's not meant for someone else to solve it. It's meant for you to solve it. Can I get an amen to that? The best person in the world to solve a problem that is bothering you might just be you. So I started writing out, what would it be like to have a resource for the Christian entrepreneur? What would it have to be able to, and I started, like I really wanted to, I'm like, man, it's, it's, it's so sad because personal growth is great. Self-help is great, but it's robbing the connection many times of God. And here and there, you hear some scripture sprinkled in, but it's kind of hit under the political correctness of everything, isn't it? That's why I'm labeling this conversation that for the Christian entrepreneur, it's time to come out of the closet. And I was so afraid of, of offending people because... I don't work with only Christians and I don't think we're supposed to, right? In the business realm, unless you're called specifically to that, we're meant to be in this world, but not of this world. Our work is not, if you're a Christian already, you're saved. Awesome. And we should empower you. But our work is with those that are not yet saved, isn't it? Like the harvest is plenty. The workers are few. We're called to be sent there as our ministry field. So I was so scared of labeling myself because the branding laws say don't talk about religion. 
And I get it for most people, but it was like such a big thing for me. I, I wanted to see that God was given the glory for all the great personal growth tips that are out there, the success tips that are out there. And I started to pen it down. And I said, what would this organization, this resource center be? I imagined instead of going to YouTube, if I went to YouTube and I searched up Christian success, that, that they'd find some type of resource. And, and I put it together in a dream list of all the people that I'd like to be on. This was years before. It was three years prior. I penned this down in my notes. It was called Kingdom Builders. And why? We envision this organization Kingdom builders. What is a kingdom builder? A kingdom builder is a Christian entrepreneur that is assigned to establish their kingdom. You know that when you're a person of the kingdom, a kingdom citizen, you're given charge of an assignment. You do know that in scripture, it says that we were born to be kings and queens, to be co-rulers, to have dominion, dominion over an assignment that we've been given. Isn't it interesting that each and every single one of us, you've been given certain gifts and talents, haven't you? Have you ever viewed your business to be your talent? Have you ever viewed your business being your entrepreneurial assignment by God? Have you ever viewed that creation that you've been given, that business that you've been given, perhaps it is something that God has entrusted you with so you can have influence and help in that place to solve those problems. And a kingdom builder is someone that is submitted to king, his kingdom to God himself that recognizes that his or her business is a responsibility. And as a Christian entrepreneur, as a kingdom entrepreneur, as a kingdom builder, our mission is to be able to build our kingdoms attached to him, co-partnered with God so that we can ultimately through the establishment, the success, the prosperity, the influence of your kingdom, your business, products and services, coaching, whatever it is that you're doing, that ultimately, because we are establishing ourselves in his word, that through our success, our prosperity, our influence, that we can ultimately be God's best testimony. We can uplift his kingdom by building our kingdoms. And I pen this all out, this idea of kingdom builders. During the seven-day water-only fast, that vision got brought up back again. And I felt like, as it says in Esther, you were made for such a time as this. And I felt the conviction and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And God saying, it's time. And kingdom builder, don't you know that you're never going to be prepared for the time? You just move forward. And just like Peter stepping out of the boat without preparation, you just move. So we started to move. We started to grow. We started to do this and started to put things all together. Didn't know our butt for, from our elbow. Wrote this book. Started putting this idea out there. Started gathering other kingdom builders and started to, without understanding it, step by step by step by step, gathering other kingdom entrepreneurs. So the podcast itself is featuring a couple of things. We are going to be interviewing and have interviewed kingdom builders from around the world, the best of the best from all different sides, entrepreneurs, leaders, business leaders, to talk about openly faith and business and success and biblical wisdom and practical tips to 
equip the kingdom builder so that you can establish success and dominion in the areas that you need to. We're also going to be giving Bible studies because I think it's important that we are rooted in this word. I think it's important that we are able to actually take a look at what's going on in here because this holds the secret to everything that's out there, the original book that there is. So expect to have Bible studies daily. I do a daily Bible study right now, Monday through Friday. So check it out on YouTube, check it out on Facebook, check it out on our podcast so that we can go back to the truth itself. And the Kingdom Builders ministry will become the number one resource for the Christian entrepreneur. The person that really has in their heart the want to be able to elevate his kingdom above everything else. So in this first episode, we were talking about exactly what Kingdom Builders is and how you can participate. And it's time to come out of the closet with that. And if that at all stirs your heart, there's a number of ways that you can support this and connect with this. Number one, subscribe to all of our channels. Podcasts, YouTube, we're on Facebook, Telegram, we have community groups. You can check the links below and everything. But subscribe, share this. Um, rate and review the podcast. That'd be a highly, highly big help so we can start to get this material out there. All right? We do this all for free. So, but we need to step into that space. Another thing is if you're a Christian entrepreneur or you know of a Christian entrepreneur that you feel that you'd like to be able to see on this podcast, um, there's a form that you can fill out to be considered to be interviewed. I'm talking with some incredible entrepreneurs, faithful entrepreneurs, seven-figure, eight-figure, nine-figure entrepreneurs and people that are just incredible in their own space. We're going to have them on this podcast so we can actually have open forms to talk about these types of things. But we just want to start to create and collaborate with the best of the best so that we can extract the goodness that God has put into each and every single one of us and into his word and start to come out of the closet together, so to speak. Another thing is I give out emails and I have an email list. In fact, there's a free video that if you want to get unstuck and start to get some really good principles in your life, check out miraculousbreakthroughformula.com backslash free video into your email there and you're going to start to get some cool material. Or if you want, you can just pick up the book as well too. Uh, but check the links below. But get involved, right? And share this out there. But in this first episode, in this first part to the Kingdom Builders podcast and this community, it is a start to what I believe is going to be a life work, at least in this season, until God calls me differently. And if this stirred you at all, we'd love to collaborate, connect, and expand together so that we can ultimately bring God's kingdom glory. So kingdom builder, Christian entrepreneur, are you ready to come out of the closet? And I hope that I can be a resource, that this place can be a resource for you. Let me end this first one with a prayer. But dear Father, we're just so thankful that you've called us for such a time as this. We know that there is a, a great work to be done through this ministry. We know that there are people out there right now that are crying for you, that are searching for you. And you say in your word that you're searching for those whose hearts are committed to you. I just pray that this platform 
can be a conduit, can be a resource, can be a, a stimulator, an instigator to stir the pot in a time right now that the world needs the kingdom builder, needs a Christian entrepreneur to step out of their boat, to come out and be bold in their faith and to reestablish kingdom principles, to reestablish kingdom culture in their businesses and their lives, to be able to bring glory back to you, God. And we're just thankful for this time. I'm thankful for my brother and sister that's listening to this right now. And just pray that you do what it is that you want to do through this, through this vessel. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to be able to steward this. And I just pray that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And that you continue to guide us in these next stages. I pray for the prosperity, the expansion, the duplication of this channel right now. And I pray over every single brother and sister that's listening to this. Speak clearly to them on how they can be a better representation of you. And we pray this all in absolute gratitude. In Jesus' name pray. Amen. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you on the next one.